This is Faith to Foreign, podcast for the F2F Music Foundation, seeking to enable all youth to pursue continuous and rigorous training in music to their highest level of interest and ability while striving for the best in academic achievements possible. F2F is designed to provide disadvantaged students in high schools and middle and elementary with the opportunity to excel in their academic endeavors by utilizing the benefits of music to enrich their lives and then the lives of others in their community. And guess what? It works. F2F seeks to inspire students, reduce academic performance gap between low-income and affluent students, inspire music students through jazz. Is there any other kind of music? I don't think so. <laughs> Build bridges between cultures, enable students to learn music techniques and key elements of the music industry. That includes the business of the business of music, equip students with an industry business acumen and financial management strategies. Because if you don't know how to do that, you ain't going to do so good. Enable young people to pursue continuous and rigorous training, provide disadvantaged students like we talked about just a moment ago, host clinic and workshops all throughout the year. And that's that's basically, even with this crazy pandemic going out there, well, it's been happening. And F2F has been growing. And exactly. we've talked to so many wonderful people. The cornerstone of F2F is Vel Lewis, an award-winning Hammond organist, keyboardist. Uh, Vel is an accomplished singer, producer, arranger. You don't dance, do you, Vel? Oh, yeah, I do. Too. Yes, Whose music can be found on well-known TV shows like The Sopranos, Mad About You, Friends, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and so many more. We are so blessed to be able to have Bell uh, here in Houston and the creation of this incredible foundation, the F2F Music Foundation. Uh, Michael Garvin is here today, and we know Michael. You know Michael, because Michael was part of a, one of the, uh, the jazz workshops that we had uh, here this summer. Uh, his instrument, his medium is instrumental music because melody and rhythm are the universal language. How true. The one we all understand regardless of where we reside in the world or the tongue we speak, which connects us heart to heart in a place much deeper than words can reach. Michael is now in uh, Northeast Texas, but he was in Nashville uh, lived there as a, as a starving artist. I think most artists go to Nashville to go ahead and starve. Uh, before landing his first songwriting <laughs> deal with Blake and Elvis at ABC Dunhill. Michael uh, creates Blake with not only being the first to see his potential as a songwriter, but also as a lead guitarist. He wrote uh, at 19 his first top five record there, If the World Ran Out of Love Tonight, recorded by Jim Ed Brown and Helen Cornelius, also recorded by England, Dan and John Ford Coley. Love those guys. To become a top 40 U.S. pop hit. You might... Uh, Think it was easy sailing from there on out? No, life's not easy. <laughs> life's not meant to be easy. Life's life's preparing us for a much greater uh, destination as well. So now, Michael, uh, you're doing so many things here. I've got song after song after song. Waiting for tonight. Sun kiss. Call me Mike. Vibe taxi. Do you hear what I hear? Just in time, and so many different things going on. So, guys, we're out of time. Uh, have a <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ray. Hey, hey, more time. It's good talking to you guys today. Yeah. <laughs> have a great day. You know, guys, good to have you here today. Just when good we thought here. what might be over with this stupid pandemic, here it comes again. Oh, boy, look out. 
back with a nasty return and it seems like it's come back to bite us even worse than it did before mm-hmm. uh not only because of the uh, of the things that are going on in the world uh, both uh, from a uh, a logical standpoint and all different kinds of standpoints but i would assume uh, and i'm i'm true here i'm sure uh, how uh, how is it hitting the music industry both uh, live music and listened music michael give us your take on that too and then bill i want your take too it's been devastating i mean you know nobody can tour that's the you know that's the, the main place we make our money now um radio well, I'm eternally grateful for it does not, you know, pay like it used to. So, you know, without that live income stream, it's, it's rough. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Val? Yeah. Well, it's uh, been like a roller coaster to some degree. Cause you know, we we're doing well before the pandemic. Now, once it's uh, hit us the first time, uh, shut down all the venues pretty much like Michael saying, you know, artists couldn't work. So what that did was create an avalanche of new music, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. It is. But there's now a backlog of so much music that's coming out so rapidly that the artists now need to be able to tour and support that music out there for the listeners. And now here we go again with the pandemic. And now it's threatening the industry once again of uh, possibly closing down venues. And uh, you know, putting us back uh, in our ho- in our homes, basically to mm-hmm. just do it all over again. Just keep writing music, mm-hmm. and um, I'm you know, really concerned about that at this point too, because of uh, the students that we deal with, uh, young musicians that are trying to you know, perform and learn how to perform better. Who uh, they ha- they're starting to run out of places to do it there's nowhere yeah. to play uh even at mm-hmm. home uh mm-hmm. practicing has become more of a problem now so it, it's it's rough you know it, but really that hasn't stopped uh, you both of you really from doing great things as i said before f2f has continued to grow with the good support the great support of gilbreth communications here in houston an incredible uh, yes. diversity agency here in houston uh, and money is coming in to support this endeavor. It is growing it's like awesome. ever before. And you awesome. guys have been busy doing things um, um, in that time, as as well as a lot of, you know, talk to Larry Braggs, for instance. He's doing stuff at his house. You're doing stuff at your homes. So mm-hmm. You're still teaching, Val. Uh, sometimes you're in person. Sometimes you are virtual. Right. Uh, but but things are still happening. I, I, oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling that this this time of uh, sequestering has almost gotten us to a point of being a little bit more uh, creative because we now have the time to do that and to dig in. I think deeper. you're right. I think yeah. you're right. I think I th- you're it's, right. It's kind of a it's a good thing coming out of a, of mm-hmm. a bad thing here. But mm-hmm. you know, beyond the as I said, beyond the live music pandemic has also hit F2F hard. And it really has because we mm-hmm. wanted to do a lot of things that were live and in person and no, mm-hmm. nothing ever will replace that. I am so tired of zooming. I am so tired of things like that. But really, uh, F2F has grown uh, dramatically in terms of its reach in terms of awareness and such like that. So Vel, take yeah. us back and then let's go through this pandemic and, and, and take a look ahead at where F2F is headed. 
Yeah, well, this past uh, year, actually towards the end of uh, 2020, uh, we had uh, Tegna Foundation who stepped up and liked our program, specifically the Instrument Fund program, and uh, provided us a low five-figure grant, which was great to be able to purchase instruments for kids. And we've uh, done that already. We provided a cello to a 12-year-old student uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, in between the end of uh, 2020 and now, we've done uh, a few music workshops with the uh, school district here, Fort Bend ISD. And we've also uh, managed to do our jazz improvisation summer camp for the second year in a row. And it was online, but we had good participation from students. Uh, Michael joined us as well on one of the days to do a presentation, as well as uh, Paula Atherton and a few other uh, artists that had joined us. Dean James was also up there. And uh, I think because of that, our podcast show is starting to gain better reach as well. And I'm really glad to see that. Uh, I've been actually promoting it quite a bit to uh, people, um, even in my uh, newsletter that we have for F2F that it's then at, if, and that, that information's in the newsletter and people can actually just click on the links whether it be on uh, whatever podcast channel there is out there along with our uh, website. Uh, just recently we received another grant of about $5,000 from American First National Bank who has uh, mm-hmm. informed us that they want to be a partner with us going forward. That's great, great. So you know, yeah. all of these uh, types of things of uh, companies coming together with us. Uh, Comerica Bank is another one that has mm-hmm. uh, joined the ranks in terms of supporting F2F. Uh, by the way, uh, just today, uh, the director of fine arts for Fort Bend ISD sent out a short survey to all band members in the entire school district to have them look at our presentation brochure, our website. And the survey uh, points to three different questions to see how our programs can support the band directors and students this coming year. So we're getting uh, students prepared for uh, TMEA competitions uh, coming up in February. And uh, I'm hoping to uh, be able to get these students' confidence level up as well as keeping them supported through the pandemic situation that we're going through so that they feel comfortable that they can learn better, they can perform better, their uh, disposition can also have some uh, comfort level, you know, that I'm sure they're suffering from right now of having to be just locked down so much. It's hard on kids. I, I realize that. So, now we uh, have the double-edged sword of going back to school, and because with the rise in the pandemic, yeah. uh, there are there are complications there too. Right. So uh, we're certainly not out of the woods yet, but 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 the good news is there there's always there's good things happening, especially with F two F and the music industry. I love that. Right. Now Larry Braggs is a good friend of uh, Faith to Form, and uh, we've had Larry on on the podcast on a few occasions as well. Uh, Larry and uh, is part of the uh, collaboration uh, with. Uh, for the new single of your single, Velva, Forevermore, as well. Uh, and, good uh, record. And that, that's, yeah. that's getting out there and it's getting listens, too. Uh, talk about that, Velva. Yeah, there was a couple premieres this week, actually, with uh, Internet Station, uh, So Jazzy Radio. And um, I was surprised. I happened to jump in on the chat room one day when it was uh, playing, and uh, 
people were kind of seeing this uh, generic name come up, I guess. And um, I said, uh, hi, um, hey, uh, Keith Gilchrist is the uh, He's awesome. DJ. Yeah, he is. And I said, hey, thanks for the uh, premiere spin. I really appreciate that. And people just jumped right in. Hey, Val, hi, Val. <laughs> I said, well, tell me what you think about it. Oh, I love it. This is a great record. I said, okay, good. So, uh, yeah, the uh, response was great. So good for you and 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 it, it put it on it, it's out there if you've got spotify pandora whatever you can you can not uh, yet. grab that and listen not to yet. It. That not was yet. Just, yeah that was just a premiere just so oh. you can get a little taste of what's coming but uh, okay. we will be releasing that uh, at least i'm planning on it between now and october okay uh, because michael and i have a single that's going to release on september 6th we just got the date a couple of days ago that's really cool, and we can talk about that here. And well, we can talk about that here in just a minute. I want to go back to So Jazzy Radio out of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. You know, it's good that there are platforms like that. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. First of all, listening has changed. There are right. two things that have happened here, and the fact mm -hmm. of the matter is, there are a few exceptions to this. Mainstream radio has ignored jazz in most in the most part because of its targeted appeal not because it's not good or whatever but it has a very specifically targeted audience is that if you remember that radio is all about getting ratings mm -hmm. so instead of a broadcast what we're doing is now relying on places like spotify or so jazzy radio out of cleveland to get airplay you know one exception to that is la i'm so glad that la still has the wave playing the music there uh, you know, what they've done, uh, sadly, what they've done is mainstream radio has moved jazz to a digital platform, to a subcategory and a frequency if it still is on the radio. Uh, just because, again, um, the appeal is so narrow, uh, sadly, uh, and they're playing for the ratings. So places like So Jazzy, I was there, I visited here before we talked today just to see what it was all about. I, I wish that we could say that we could change all that, but frankly, at this particular point, I don't think it matters because our listening habits have changed. You know, if I want to listen to uh, my favorite tunes, it's going to be on Spotify. And I create specific mm -hmm. playlists for that, mm -hmm. of which you guys are on, uh, including the Christmas one. I, it's funny, Michael. I was listening to uh, Do You Hear What I Hear earlier mm -hmm. today, and it got me in the Christmas back. I went back and I started playing a whole bunch of Christmas uh, mm -hmm. stuff. Just because it's too doggone hot here in Texas mm. at this point in time. But I, I think that is um, a, a statement about radio. And it's great that the wave is still. Oh, yeah, sure. Getting the appreciate the wave. Sure. But I don't know if there's any other major city. Is there a jazz station in New York? I don't oh, think yeah. so. No, no. There, there, what is there, it? There is. There's, there's, still, there's still 16 billboard jazz stations around the country. So okay. it's not, you know, it's not, it's, it's not, not a huge, over. No, 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 definitely not. Good. Definitely not. Well, the nice thing is we've got the new platforms where people we are do. listening we do. with specificity. And if you love jazz, you love jazz mm -hmm. and you go find it. Yeah. There. Yeah. It's yeah. A great place. I guess it's similar to, you know, you, you go to your favorite club, what kind of music mm -hmm. do they play? You go to the place that plays your favorite music or, sure. or whatever. Sure. Or you can't sure. do that anymore. Can you? Oh, well, passing on that. Okay. Garvel music is something brand new. It's like Garvel. I get it. Garvel. Uh, and there's a brand new. There's a brand new uh, a, a single called Playtime. The the the, the launch. Uh, the foundation of Garvel. I would assume. 
Absolutely. Um, so take us, uh, guys, take us through the creation and the production and the launch process, which you say, which will be in September. Anybody can go first. Take a turn. Cool, Bill. Oh, me? Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Well, yeah, you know, Michael and I have known each other, I think, probably since the uh, spring. The Katrina spring. thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And, um, we've been keeping We did a touch, benefit together. Right. And felt, well, you know, let's do a guitar organ duo. Mm-hmm. And that was... Uh, Michael's thought is that, uh, you know, nobody's done that yet. I said, you know what? That's so true. Okay. So uh, let me come up with a little groove and uh, <coughs> see where we go with it. So um, my cousin and I, I just happened to be back on the East Coast. And uh, he's a bassist. His name's Greg Johnson. So I said, hey, uh, you know, I want to stop by your house. Oh, good. Yeah. So we can put together something. I said, okay, great. So we just sat down and came up with a little groove, a couple, you know, just a couple of little 16, 32 bar change around. Yeah. Uh, he sent it back to me. We uh, listened to it. I said, okay, <laughs> well, hmm, sounds good. Let me uh, get uh, a guitar on it. So I sent it out to Michael, had him listen to it. And what surprised me, and I think I might have said this to you, Michael, but I'm not sure. But when it came back, there was an introduction to it with a nice melody to it. And the melody just went through, you know, section A into B and, and back into A. And it's like, what? I wasn't expecting that. But this is good. <laughs> so, not the songwriter and we can't help it. <laughs> right. So I said, okay, well, now it's time for me to expand on it. So I got my band together and uh, we recorded it live at uh, uh, Maestro uh, Music Studios here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, sent it back to Michael again and we tweaked it a little bit. And uh, he's in process of finalizing it right now. We've got a uh, mm-hmm. Mastered version, but got it up right there. Wow! Heck, look at that. <laughs> oh, how cool! How yeah. cool! So um, it's really close. Uh, like I said, we've already got a, a, a street date basically for mm-hmm. the radio to be uh, September sixth from the uh, radio promotion company. It'll be, uh, Goroff Music Marketing is going to take it off and uh, handle it for They're us. They're great. They're fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So uh, they're anxious about it. Uh, we've got a one sheet done. Artwork's done for the single. So, uh, oh. yeah, we're hoping uh, going forward with Garvel that we can Absolutely. do more in terms of a guitar or a duo mm-hmm. and make it a full mm-hmm. album, but also to expand our reach in music in general so that we're not just focused on jazz, that we get into some pop situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, start uh, selecting music that can go towards film and TV. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and you guys are in the right place, right time. I think uh, it, it's it's really exciting, phenomenal. And you guys aren't new to this either. You've been doing this as a, mm. as a lifelong passion, lifelong love. You're both very talented, and uh, it's nice that you're working uh, together for garden music as well. So excited about that! It's a good yeah. thing. All well, is well, such an to... awesome friend. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so when you move into Houston there, Michael? <laughs> you never know. It's a good place. It is, a good, it is a good place. Shreveport yeah. is uh, it is getting getting kind of rough here. I love it here. We have we have a beautiful place in the lake here and it's fabulous. But the crime is getting insane in this in this town. Really? I mean, yo, like like 
like it's the fourteenth most dangerous city in the United States right wow. now. There's our Chamber of Commerce yeah. statement for the city of Shreveport. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> here's a, here's a I, memo. I, I, here's, it's a nice a city. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There's a meme going around that says, that says uh, Shreveport, come for the food, steak as you got shot. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they need a new PR agency for that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks here, Michael. Start uh, Call the U-Haul place. We'll be fine. Definitely. You know, recently I, do, I, do, I do love Houston. I do. I do. I've enjoyed yeah. it every time I've been there. A lot of great creativity here. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful place. It is. One of the, one of the musicians in the church band, you know, he says, uh, I said, so when are we going to record you here in, in Houston? And he says, I'm moving to Austin. I'm gone. Okay. That's a good place too. I'm okay with moving to Austin. There's a company, there's a studio in Austin called 512 mm -hmm. uh, Productions. And uh, they are actually, they're sons of a Spanish teacher of a Sugarland High School uh, two guys. The one guy is the when they were doing the Prince uh, tribute shows. Mm -hmm. He was Prince. He was the number oh wow one Prince guy. Wow, uh, he wow. go make a whole bunch of money and and play Prince, uh, which is wow, wow. So you know, but we did we did the jazz camp. It was good, but it was still really great. And Michael, you were a part of that as well, which was, was a wonderful it. thing. Enjoyed it very um, much. In these jazz camps, man, I, I tell you guys, when we can get back together live mm -hmm. and in person. Imagine how cool those are going to be when you've got synergy of people uh, together. Uh, I, I can't wait for that to happen, and I'm sure uh, uh, you guys did. Michael, what was your perspective and uh, from the uh, perception of of what came out of that jazz camp for those kids who attended? What do you I think? thought I, I was real, real honored and privileged to be a part of it, and I, I do feel like we made a difference. I think yeah. I, I think those kids learned some things. Yeah, I've heard from the kids directly, and it's amazing. I, they all got T-shirts, by the way, F two F T-shirts. Mm, great, and they are. And when I see them now, and some of them are my private students, mm. they're they're want, they're wanting to challenge me now. Good. So they'll say, "Okay, mm -hmm. well, uh, uh, Mr. Vell, can you uh, show me this part right here?" I said, "Well, you you just played that. No, I want to hear you do it." Oh, okay. So it's going to go like this. Here's the way your music is written. Now, here's an idea that you can take. What if I was to play this part here and add this note here and then add this mm -hmm. note? How's it sound to you? Okay. Oh, wait, wait. What was that? Okay. I got it. B A. Is that G sharp? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. And then they sit down and then start playing the whole piece faster than what I expected them to play mm. and without mistakes. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me add something too. like, what, yeah. like, like we're not, we are not doing this for jazz. We're doing this for the kids, but a little side point I'm going to make when you learn a little bit about jazz, you love jazz because right. you realize, you realize yeah. what it, you realize what it is. You know, it, you know, to me, it's the greatest American art form, you know, yeah. Um, and, and it takes a little, uh, education to be able to fully appreciate what it is that jazz is about, you know, because right. it, it is a little more complex than, than, than certain other kinds of music. Um, 
But there is nothing that feels as great as adding your own spin to something. Mm-hmm. And that's what jazz is about. Exactly. So these kids learn to do that. Then, you know, the world, you know, the world opens up for them. That's right. You had a song that I listened to uh, just in time that has vocals on it, right? Is there, are there vocals on that one? You no? know, I, I wanted some vocals in that song. No, there's none, there's none in there. I, my, my, uh, my, uh, my, Which uh, one did I hear? Was it "Do You Hear What I Hear"? Is that all? The, all of my Christmas records have had vocals. Have vocals, okay. They've not. Sure. They've not had like full vocals, top to bottom, but they'll sing a little hook here. But there's no. somebody singing really, really good there. Whoever it, I'm hearing on there. Is that yeah. No. 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 That's <laughs> Alex. Uh, Alex uh, Johnson here in Shreveport, and there's there's mm-hmm. um, there's there's another Christmas record I had called Noel too that you should check out mm-hmm. too that has an amazing female voice on it well, um, that'd be great if you guys can do a compilation of stuff for for christmas as well yeah and we by should, the way we should i'm glad do that. you mentioned that earl clue told mm-hmm. me once when we went to dinner he said you know we should put together a christmas album mm-hmm. and i wanted to do that but i don't know if he's still willing to at this point because i know he's been um kind of push things back on the back burner. He hasn't been doing too well. So he's just, oh, I didn't know that. that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, he's okay, but I'm um, just not doing, it's not as active as he was before. Paul yeah. McCartney did a Christmas album and it doesn't mm-hmm. even sound like Paul McCartney. It's really kind of coolly weird uh, mm. to hear him singing that stuff. Cause uh, it, it's cool. But yeah, you guys would be good at that. And you, that just in time it. thing you did with Mark Smith out of Hamburg uh, as well. Uh, I love uh, I love him. That's I, I want to do some things filled with Mark and, and and you as well. Yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal bass player. He did the bay all the bass on just in time with him. Okay, good. Composer. One more reason for you to move to Houston, Michael. It's all see. It's in the cards here. I just I really <laughs> think so. I think. <laughs> no, I'll think I'll 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 consider it. Okay, thank you. Thank we you. just we just got uh, permission to have a second residence in the Netherlands. Just, just like in the last couple of weeks, we've been. Are you kidding? No, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Whoa. Okay. It well, that's, was a, that's a switch. <laughs> a good, good. Well, I'm si- I'm signed out of Amsterdam as a songwriter, so that's kind of that's kind of the home base for me as far as as my publisher. So you is get concerned. free IKEA furniture as a result, <laughs> and yeah. I do a lot of work there. So I've you know. <laughs> I have Michael spent, Garvin's uh, music. It comes with assembly instructions. <laughs> instead, instead of instead of a full mix, you get stems, and you can mix them however you want. Stems of stems of tulips. They're stem, yeah, <laughs> stems. It's a wonderful thing. And you can make it whatever you want. It's, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the music libraries that we use from Warner Chapel. You know, they will send us stems from mm-hmm. from time to time on some of the mm-hmm. mixes. It's so wonderful when we are given that additional benefit of mixing a track for a commercial or something like that, which is good. You know, music is a community of people. Okay, and it doesn't matter whether it's jazz or whatever. Mm-hmm. It seems that everybody is somehow related. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, how did how did uh, Garvin and Lewis connect? I mean, we talked a little bit about that before. Let's talk about uh, the, the you know the coming together of Garvel Music. Uh, you're over here. You're over there. How did this thing finally come together? We did a benefit for Hurricane Katrina victims, mm-hmm. and we were both on the bill, and we loved each other. 
and that's it's it's that simple. We yeah, that was here at the House of Blues when we did that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And we we knew instantly that we were going to work together. Right, right. The House of Blues, the best fried chicken and waffles in the world. Oh wow, wow. And, uh, what what did we? There was some dessert that we had when we were eating that one day. I forget what it was. It was tasty. I'm sure. It was a good thing. Well, that's great. And and then you started saying, well, I know this guy and I know this other one. And mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's all, you, it's all interconnected. Mm-hmm. You, you are indeed mm-hmm. uh, a community of people. And the nice thing about F2F, the Faith to Form Music Foundation, is you're growing that community in a very important base. Any organization, I don't care whether it's a church or a, or a, a membership organization that represents somebody, if you are not growing new seeds or growing new talent the music will die and the mm-hmm. concept will die mm-hmm. and so what faith the form is you're kind of going down to the the ground level and you're you're, you're planting those seeds right now Vel, do you mm-hmm. think that's a, a good statement to say about absolutely because uh, yeah. what i'm noticing like you say is that uh, you know we've been reaching out pretty much just around in our community get awareness of what we are wanting to do with the young people in the community, especially the ones that are you know, actually uh, active in music, to encourage them, because we see so much of that when they do their concerts that they're, they're not quite confident in their playing ability. Mm-hmm. And I know where that comes from, because I've been there myself when I was young, sure. and growing up. Sure. I, I reflect back on how it was for me. And then I talk to the kids about that, and I'm finding out from so many parents that they actually know about us. They don't say much. They're not commenting too much on social media. But occasionally I'll see where a parent may say, oh, you should talk to Val Lewis. He's doing piano lessons with some kids. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh I, I found him. He's got F2F Music Foundation. I say, whoa. Oh, so this, these are people I don't even know. So that's a good thing that now they're starting to see what our value is and what quality mm-hmm. we're bringing to the mm-hmm. media community here. But then the word's also spreading out nationally because as we're doing more uh, with people like Paula Atherton, for example, she's in New York City. So a lot of people in that area are starting to find out about it. Family members that are throughout the U.S., they know what's going on and they're telling people. So. I just think that the word of mouth factor is very important. It's working. And that's where I think, uh, Ray, where you're getting at in terms of ground level, that Mm -hmm. we're actually touching people that are right there in the community, wherever they may be throughout the Mm -hmm. U.S. And I think this is really going to expand rapidly over the next year. Um, even with the pandemic going on, because of the fact mm-hmm. that we are able to do both mm-hmm. virtual and physical uh, mm-hmm. connectivity with mm-hmm. kids. And because of that, it helps parents to have some uh, vehicle of comfort for their kids, yeah. that they're also learning. These podcasts are very important where parents can get advice and information that will help them. Mm-hmm. strengthen the uh, music ability with kids as well as the academic level because we're definitely focused on that in mm-hmm. terms of helping them with grades. I talk to kids about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then with the uh, concerts and so forth, those are also in the planning stage right now where next year I got a feeling we're going to be doing things on a weekly basis 
of being able to have kids musically involved with activities and then actually have concert series set up. And uh, I've got people from uh, city government and county involved now. So uh, it's going to get really uh, exciting. This is good. Michael, why do you believe in what F2F is doing? Why is it important? It's important that we cultivate. Well, it, there's many reasons, actually. I mean, the, 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 first, the first one is it improves our humanity, improves everybody's humanity to be in an art. You know, and music is our art. So anything we can do to share people and to get other people involved in that art and the benefit, you, you just become a, a deeper, a deeper, richer, more human person. Um, the arts do that for you. God, God speaks to you through the arts. Mm-hmm. God speaks to everybody through the arts. Yeah. Um, that's why it's important to me. You know, I mean, in the short run, it's music, but the big picture, it's much, much more than music. Well, that's a great way to say it. Yeah. Well, what will you two guys be doing moving ahead to keep F2F growing as a as a team here? Well, like you say, in, instruction and support academically and just life experiences. Uh, I think Michael and I both have a lot to share when it comes to uh, experiences. <laughs> yeah, because like I can say a lot of kids they're scared to death. Sure, sure, sure. Keep playing this this saxophone. I, sure. I don't sound too good. What, what should I do? Right. We, we get them confident in the fact that they can mm-hmm. play better if they just take a couple mm-hmm. tips that mm-hmm. we can give them and show them a couple techniques. Yeah. And then once they mm-hmm. master just those couple things, that they the confidence is there now to do other things. And then they right. start expanding on it and start right. being more creative themselves. And uh, I've seen where some kids now are in college and they're just taking off. They're just doing their thing, which is great. Uh, actually, while we're doing our podcast here, I'm getting text messages from one of my students. She's about to go to Berkeley College of Music. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, That's awesome. she's got scholarships coming. She's singing great. like a bird. just doing Great. well she's a songwriter Great. she's got singles that Great. she's already recorded i think she's got a catalog of about 53 songs if not more wow wow ready to go and she's got some opportunities coming through college too to be able to do music on uh tv shows and so forth so awesome. uh, I, i'm just ecstatic to see that kind of thing happen with you know students that we're working with so uh i think going forward uh with Michael and I will be able to do a lot more of that through F2F mm-hmm. and also to expand our reach, which is really what I want to do in uh, mm-hmm. terms of going national to get people involved mm-hmm. and uh, other organizations to uh, partner with them and uh, bring music to the communities wherever they may be. Mm-hmm. Good. That's a great mission. You know, I think musicians in general are very uh, charitable individuals, uh, big Indeed. artists. Uh, but, Indeed. but what F2F is doing is so much deeper than that. It's obviously got the heart, but it also has so much more because when you engage with these kids, you 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 have to put more of yourself into that relationship mm-hmm. to help them grow. Michael, uh, one last question here. What is, what is your message for young musicians out there? To keep doing it to keep doing it and enjoy it. Um, I want to digress for a second. There was something that, that, that we were talk, talking about a minute ago about, about 
what it means to people. I felt totally isolated and alone in the world until I discovered music. You know, I know, I know, I know what it did for, for me, you know, and, and it, if, if we can impart that feeling onto to other, to other people, that's awesome. Yeah. And you, there's a connection you make when you play, when you write, when you, uh, I'm sure it's that way with other arts too. Um, it's just that this is the one that we, that, that, that we do, you know, if, if, if we can do anything to help other people have that feeling, that rush you get when you, when you play, um, it's deep, you know, it's deep. I think what you're doing is great. What uh, the, the fact that we all know each other here and are engaged in F2F and just music in, in general is, is a wonderful thing. You know, growing up in Cleveland uh, back in the 50s, um, we had a, a, an incredible depth of music there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like Frank Yankovic. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, and I, I remember going to watch Glenn Miller. Believe it mm -hmm. or not, the Glenn Miller Orchestra play mm -hmm. at various events, and we just had mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people who were really talented. So, music, music certainly is, as you said before. So, or as I said before, with uh, with your, uh, it's it's an international language. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, it connects heart to heart in a place mm -hmm. deeper than words can reach. How true that is. Both of you guys doing great things as well. I'm Thank excited. You. I'm a little concerned about this pandemic thing, but you know, Mark, I am too. I'm I'm too. But, but here's the deal. When you have, a, when you have something so important uh, to do, such as faith to form, uh, that, kind, uh, that actually trumps uh, most anything, earthquakes, uh, volcanoes, mm -hmm. and pandemics, you see. Mm -hmm. uh, faith to form mm -hmm. will grow. Faith to form will perpetuate. Because once you start something like that, it's hard to stop it. Yeah. And, uh, so it's now rolling. Mm -hmm. We're going about 65 right now. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go a lot faster. And I thought that was really funny before been there, done there, got the T-shirt. Uh, Vel has the <laughs> organs on his T-shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, 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 another question. Oh, you got to see the rest of it. Out. I, put, I played hangman organ because it's, it's I can't cheap, read it. Cheaper than therapy. <laughs> cheaper than therapy. That's pretty funny. It's true. It's yeah. true. So <laughs> light, light, light gauge it's strings true. or regular gauge strings on your guitars, Michael? Different different gauges for different guitars, but I tend to like in general heavier strings than most people do. I use elevens on my jazz guitars, and I use tens on, um, on like on a Fender. I use use tens. Billy Gibbons uh, uh, with ZZ Top was talking with BB uh, King one time. He was over at uh, Rockefellers playing. Mm -hmm. and we actually saw BB at Rockefellers and met him. How ah, cool! But anyway. Uh, um, he was, he, Billy was saying, BB said, man, I, I like gauge strings, man. Why are you working so hard? Why are you working so hard? It's like, okay, I get that. So when I get my guitars redone, I always ask for light gauge strings. And, uh, cause I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain advantages to light gauge strings for sure. <laughs> it's good. This is a great conversation today, guys. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being a part of this as well. Sure. And, uh, obviously, um, Michael, we'll see you a lot more with F2F as we move into 2022. Absolutely. I'm excited. Excited. Here we go. Yes. Excited. We'll step on that pandemic like Psalm 90 was, 91 says. Yeah, we'll, we'll crush the, uh, the serpent. It'll be Faith to Form, the podcast for the F2F Music Foundation. For Michael and for Val, I'm Ray Schillens.
keep the music going. <laughs>